Welcome to Uncut, the Makers Podcast, with your hosts, Alice, Atia, and Juliet. Hello, welcome to Uncut, the Makers Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about plus-size sewing. But first, I'll say hello to you both. How are you? Hey. Yeah, hi. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good over here. It's just really slow. Like, we're just not doing much, to be honest. Kids have watched yeah. Home Alone, Home Alone 2. <laughs> Every <laughs> Pixar film going. <laughs> no, they didn't express an interest. And then I told them that Kevin's not in it. And they're like, ah, oh, forget uh, that. Yeah, then. yeah don't bother it's with a different that family. Mm. Yeah, no good. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't believe we're nearly at the end of the month already. Like, mm. how is that even happening? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm fine, thanks. I'm very well. Um, just plodding along and just um, seeing how the year goes but yeah I'm good thanks. Have you both got any projects you've been working on that you can share? Do you know funny enough I planned to <laughs> even saying it now makes me laugh at myself because this plan was from way back in October I was supposed to create a red wall coat Dior inspired coat have I cut oh. it yet no but it's on my table <laughs> I'm looking at the fabric here I've got four meters of red wall fabric and I haven't cut into it yet but I am going to start in I'm going to start the project today Fingers crossed. Oh, okay. Do you know what pattern you're using? No. <laughs> I've, got <Okay>. four, <laughs> I've got four or five patterns, um, four or five coat patterns. They're all big four company ones. And mm-hmm. I just need to make, and I'm making, I'm filming it. So I think it's because I'm filming it. That's just, that's kind of, because I know it's going to be a big one to film and edit and, not, you know, so it's just. Coat's always a big project anyway. Yes, isn't it? yes. So I've just been pushing it and pushing it. But I have to get it done um, before the month runs out. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, definitely before summer. <laughs> Won't be relevant. <laughs> oh, how about you, Atia? I've been doing, well, my, uh, the only thing, I took a little bit of a break, but the last thing I made was the toast-inspired shirt dress, which um, mm, mm, seems mm, to have really, like, yeah. been really popular on Instagram. I don't know what, maybe everyone's really into cord dresses at the moment, but <laughs> it's, it's a, really a fabric nice I actually bought last January after seeing a toast dress. I've been seeing it in a couple of shops, you know, towards the end of autumn, in 2019 it would be now and I was like oh I must get that in the sale because the shop assistant looked really good in it and it's like really nice soft cord and then I forgot about it and by the time I looked again it was all sold out so I was like okay I can make this it's not nothing hard about it and so I just combined two patterns and finally made that dress a year later (laughs) yeah it's lovely very very beautiful I like how you styled it like the image styling, the actual styling of it on you. I love the whole, I love everything about that outfit. So yeah. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So we actually have a very special guest with us here today. We have Corey. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hi. You're <laughs> so welcome. can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your crafting journey? So hi, I'm Corey. I am quite new to sewing actually. I only started at the beginning of twenty twenty. Huh. It all started with a dress for my niece. Previous to that, I'd literally only sewn like makeup bags and little accessories. And I did like textiles for like a week in school at one point. <laughs> so I literally was learning from YouTube and from patterns themselves. And <laughs> I'm very much winging it. So <laughs> aside from that, I do have my own business where I um, do embroideries. So I do a lot of my brain's just gone blank all of a sudden, which is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so I do personalised embroideries of pets and like wedding bouquets and things. That's all self-taught as well. So I do have a background in art. I have a fine art degree in mm-hmm. photography. 
but I didn't pick up a camera after my first year so that was interesting <laughs> so I then went on to do like a lot of textile work within it and fibre work and working mm-hmm. with knitting and I think that's about it really. Wow. Do you think that's given you that really broad basis though because you you can do a lot of different crafts can't you like from what you just yeah. named yeah I suppose your your studies would have equipped you with that yeah I was lucky that they weren't like really strict and like no you have to do photography that I kind of just played around with so many different mediums and really loved them and then I was at the end of my first year I did have like a panic and I was like oh I would love to go on and do proper textile at Chelsea I kind of regret not doing that now but I've come back around to it and managed to get sewn into my life somehow I guess so yeah and you really wouldn't know that you're so new to sewing like the things you're dressmaking yeah. It's amazing. If you've seen the insides, you would say different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I've been just been looking at the things that you've made on your socials. <laughs> I like this one here. It's I think it's a dog that you've hand embroidered onto oh, yeah. a, a puppy. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just been looking at those as well, isn't they amazing? Yeah. Is is it do you how do you do those? Is, is there a particular do you just do it by hand or is it do you draw something out first? Yeah, I actually, I can show you a little example. So this is the one that I just started. I literally just trace around an outline and then like fill in a couple of details and it's just like a friction pen that removes it. And I just stitch into it. But it's essentially by eye. I get asked a lot, like, how do I do one myself? And I'm like, trace it and draw it. And I feel like people are like, oh, you're keeping them a secret to yourself. You don't want to show it. That's essentially it. (laughs) They're really like lifelike. Somehow you get the whole texture yeah. of it's yeah. amazing yeah. Thank you so so check out Corey's instagram she's Corey Corey, and you see what we're talking about it's amazing mm. <laughs> so what we did want to talk about today was plus size sewing and kind of your experience of it and well i suppose especially coming new into dressmaking how did you find it with any you know commercial patterns that are out there indie brands what was what was your experience when you first started dressmaking so my first in a dressmaking, as I said, was the little dress for my niece. And that was a simplicity pattern. I found it so difficult, I'm going to be honest. I literally ended up scrunching it up and kind of just thinking, how would I construct it? Like I had the pattern pieces and I, was, I, just, I just chucked it out in the end and just kind of tried to figure it out myself. I found it so frustrating. So then from there, I thought, let's go indie. And a lot of Tilly and the Buttons patterns were recommended. So that's what I started personally. I did an indigo dress. So luckily for me, I fit within their size range. I know that's not always the same for everybody. And I have people asking me and saying, oh, where would you recommend? I'm going to be honest, it's not something I even considered for some people to not fit in their size range. So it's really hard when people come back and say that because I don't know where to go with it because I feel like they're really good for beginners and that's where I started. And I would love everyone to have that experience because I found it so useful and informative and really clear instructions um so I know there's so much talk and people have asked if there will be an extension but that's not looking like it's happened anytime soon really so mm. it's a bit frustrating to be honest yeah. and a bit disheartening and it really makes you feel excluded and yeah. yeah and especially for people who are new to sewing who do not know how to adjust sewing pattern pieces to fit their size 
or their body type, it can be quite frustrating. And I can completely understand and relate to what, what you're saying. Because when I started sewing, I was a lot bigger. I was a lot bigger and my hips were very, I don't have like, my hips are got a big bum basically <laughs> and when I started I didn't know that the big four companies had two ver- like two options like size options for their for each pattern you know you'd get the I think you'd get the size six to four like a missus is it missus yes, yes. So, yeah and yeah. then you'd have two different pattern packets and I did not know that so with the very first one that I got I went straight for the you know the because I thought in shops I'm a size 14 so let's go for the but it didn't work that way. And for people who do not know that information or who don't know, who don't understand sewing in that sense, it can be quite frustrating and can put people off from sewing. So I can completely understand what you mean. Because there's not, there are ways for people to enlarge patterns, make them bigger, so you cut through and you know, expand yeah. certain side, sides of them. Maybe the butt, make a bum adjustment to make it bigger, for, to fit into your, your backside or you know, the bust and all of that. So yeah, completely, completely understand what you mean yeah that's the thing so I find a lot I'm a small fat person we can say that so Mm. I can adjust a lot of patterns just with a full bust size to make it fit me because that's kind of my biggest area but when you're first into it you just want to be able to head down just read the instructions and kind of absorb the information learn and grade a pattern at the same time Mm. yeah and I don't think it's fair that you're paying the same for a pattern as somebody that you then have to spend a full day working on and trying to make it fit you like it should just be there for you I think yeah and that extra barrier can be so off-putting when you're already you know coming getting to grips with all the other things that you need to know to to be able to sew yeah also considering that plus size you know garments aren't really stylish out there on you know the ones you get in the shops aren't as beautiful you would go it's most mostly shops like Evans well at the time that I this was based on when I used to buy clothes. It would normally be Evans or it's another shop that would have my size range. At the time. And stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those outfits weren't as nice as, so you would want to be able to buy a pattern and a fabric that you like, that you see yourself wearing, but having that barrier of, or oh, the pattern doesn't actually get to my size can be quite off-putting, but yeah, I completely understand. There are some, there are some companies you know, that have extended their size ranges now. Yeah. Mm, you're a cover girl, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> How was that? Tell, tell everyone about that. So I got asked by Alice Alex to, if I would be interested in modelling. And I was like, no, where have you got this idea from? I can't do it. And I had like, a panic. But she said, oh, I seen your gingham version of the Hannah dress. And we discussed that you had to be our extended bust size and extended size version and I was like I'm telling you I'm gonna be rubbish but okay so I got to go down and work with them and I'm the plus size version of the Hannah dress and then they're also bringing out a Corey dress next year wow oh amazing well 2021 yeah yeah exciting oh that's so exciting yeah so you're both there's a there's a juliet coat as well so have got two yeah, by hand london yeah. ladies yeah. Here. <laughs> on the website next to each other just posting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you oh, look gorgeous so you look gorgeous in both outfits both of them well mm. got the top and the dress beautiful absolutely beautiful so by hand london have been really good haven't they for extending their size range i think they're going through it one they're doing it one pattern at a time because it's, I think they, you know, the Tamsin, when 
it was from the Tamsin pattern that that was their beginning of extending their size ranges. But on the Tamsin pattern that came out just before the year ran out, I think that was their most recent release. And that one came out with a big, an extended size range. And after that, they started to extend the sizes of their existing patterns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not for the paper ones, but I, th- I don't know if their paper ones have the extended sizes because they did announce that they were going to have some paper patterns, actual paper patterns being released. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've seen that. I'm not sure about the paper one, but I know there's quite a few now that they've extended to a 34, which is amazing. I mean, I don't want to define what I consider inclusive sizing, but I say that that's a pretty good size range. Mm-hmm. Their patterns are really good. It was actually the second dress I made was their Hannah dress. And I found their patterns really good as well. But I, I was put off by the bias bind and it literally took me a whole month. I kept looking at it and then I was reading instructions that I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find it when you actually did it? Was it not too bad? <laughs> it was so simple. It was getting my head around it, I think. Yeah, I wish I just went for it now, but it, it can just be really intimidating doing stuff yeah. for the first time. <laughs> What what kind of helped you to learn these things? Was it like blog posts, books and yeah? It was YouTube mostly because I bought books and this is another big hurdle. I bought books wanting to learn especially more about like the fit and then you look at sizing and it's literally it was size 16 and like a 34 waist and I'm like that's not me and Mm. it's so frustrating having that roadblock as well. And even if you were to go and formally learn in a classroom, I've spoke to people and like other plus size people that have actually got a fashion background and they say, yeah, we'd, we, I couldn't make anything for my body. It wasn't offered to be taught for that. So I just turned to YouTube and then more recently I'm really getting into reading people's blogs because I didn't even realise like how big and amazing the sewing community was and it's just, it's been so welcoming and everyone has just given so much help and advice and information freely which is just everyone's just so kind and generous and just want to help and welcome you in with open arms and it's really nice yeah. do you have any recommendations for you know plus size service that you you know you follow or that you like their blog posts <laughs> you're putting me on the spot here <laughs> okay i know there's a girl leanne and her handle is thready for it she's amazing she's based in america and it's her that's kind of brought this conversation back up again. I don't know if you've seen it all over social media recently. I saw bits of it. Yeah, well, it's, it's her that has brought it back up again. And then I've seen people have been commenting saying, oh, this comes up every year. And I'm so new to it. Like, I hold my hands up and say, this is my first time mm. having well, this conversation and being in the Sun community or experience it. She, maybe it does need to be had every year so that people that are new, you know, that it doesn't kind of just get forgotten about Mm. there's been a lot of things where you feel there's a big uproar and then it goes away again and it's just you know forgotten everyone goes back to normal so maybe it's some you know somebody needs to sometimes just bring it back up again to make it you know raise awareness exactly i mean i wish it didn't have to be keep being brought up but a lot of the people that had said oh i've been here for a while this has been happening for x amount of years and nothing's changed like that's crazy Mm. like that there's no progress still with it. I mean, there are some fabulous designers that are expanding now. Um, I think it's more frustrating at the beginner style patterns that aren't wanting to make any progress or be more inclusive. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting because obviously it see it feels as though there's progress that people are offering more extended size ranges. But you know, I guess unless you're that's what you're looking for, you don't know the exact details of you know how much progress has been made and whether you know where the limitations still are. So I guess that's why people really need to involve plus size therapists in the conversation so that they can actually see where there's issues and get the feedback directly. Exactly. There seems to just be like this jump and pace between the sizes that are off between the extended sizes patterns that are offered in complete beginner because as I said there's no book resources and it's harder to find a pattern that works for you and you want to make something to fit your body rather than oh I'll do a, my first pattern and it not be able to fit me just to get that information and I feel like a lot of people are a having to do that will be just completely given up and Leanne from Thready Fresh she shared so many messages from people that had literally said I've just given up and for me, personally, the reason I got into sewing was because I couldn't find exactly what I wanted. Like, the plus-size clothes that are offered are so much better than years ago, but it's still really limiting. It's all the same shapes and the same colours, and it's so boring. And I feel like I'm so dramatic, but I literally feel like my world's opened up, that I can experience a lot of colour and prints and patterns and mm. shapes that wouldn't essentially be geared towards a fat body but I, I look great in them and I feel great in them and I can make it for myself now and it's just a shame that ready to wear excludes a lot of people and then if you're wanting to then turn a stone to get into it and then if you hit that roadblock of being like oh I'm a size 26 and this beginner company doesn't want me to be well it's essentially saying your body's not worthy of promoting my brand to be really frank Mm. yeah yeah i've just actually done a quick uh, i was just curious to know like if i go on you know like a search like of the fold line if i put in a size say the 34 36 how many patterns actually come up in that search and it's like three pages of patterns only like whereas you know normally if if you put in say a size 10 or something you'll you might get like 20 pages Mm. so you can really see how limiting it is if you're at a bigger actually look i've just done that search so it was three pages for, you know, 34, 36 and 349 oh. for a size 10. Mm. So that's including oh. indie and commercial patterns. But you can see the huge difference there is still. So, you know, definitely that is, you know, something that we need to, mm. you know, raise awareness of. And, and there's, a, there's a market there as well for designers to tap into. Mm. because Yeah, that's the thing. It makes business sense, doesn't it? It makes sense to tap into that market because it just makes sense and because i know that most of the indie designers or even the big four use a standard body size to start their you know as their base pattern and then they grade them onto different sizes and then you find that they get graded but (laughs) they get but then a size a person with a waist, you would find that a person who's got a waist 49 might not have a bust. I don't know. Some people might have smaller busts and then larger waist and then smaller hips. So bodies are different. So if they can base, if you know anyone who wants to get into this market can base it on a person who's a bit bigger and then grade based on that, that would make a bit more sense mm-hmm. for that company. Elisa Lex did, she touched on this, didn't she? Because she, she, kind of explained the work that goes into creating an extended size range because she said it's not just a case of going so we'll make a block for a size 10 yeah. and then we'll work out to 12 14 and just work up and up and up mm-hmm. so it needs a whole new block after you get to a size 
18, I think, in terms of like ready to wear clothes. The Sony's then a new block drafted, which I think for a lot of the smaller and independent companies, especially if it's say one person who's doing all the designing, drafting, everything by themselves. I think that can be what's holding back a lot of the smaller indie brands Mm -hmm. because they physically can't, they just don't have the manpower to run their business and create what is essentially a whole new design yeah so that that's where there's a market for Mm. the standard block to be based on someone who is you know probably a bigger boss and a i don't know whatever the standard would be and then base that on the the grading for a plus size so i strongly believe there's a big gap in the market for that there is yeah definitely and it's just such a shame that if someone wants to start sewing and then they're just like oh this is another thing I'm excluded from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, sorry, go on, go on. I was going to say, it's crazy because we obviously see that size 6 to 18 is the like standard ready-to-wear collection, or even size of 16, 18 is pushing it even. And then, but you actually look, I'm sure that the UK average size person is a 16. So mm. you would think that that would kind of be a middle ground. And then, <laughs> and then some pattern companies could go like, up and down from there and then fill in the gaps later but it's kind of just they follow the pattern that is acceptable to exclude bigger bodies and just include one size over the average size and it's just it's really frustrating and especially when it's oh wait we are extending it and they tell you that on the day of the release of the pattern there's nothing before that tells you oh we're only going to x size and then it's like months down the line you can be involved as well and it's already hard enough to find trendy clothes in ready to wear and even patterns are quite there's a certain shape that you'll see a lot of so when you see something that's really trendy and you get excited and then it's oh i have to wait six months maybe and all the excitement's gone not that it's about that because you do love the garment but if you're involved in the community you want to be able to show it off at the same time and get really excited and see someone that represents you in it as well yeah it seems kind of fairer to release everything at once exactly. i guess doesn't it i can't wrap my head around like why can't it all be at once if it's already in production of it being made why not just wait Mm. I know for example when we talk about the Bakerloo by Nina Lee I did email her about it just asking if she had a date when she first released it and she'd said January and then said that everything after this will be all at the same time so that's a huge positive step that's really good yeah Mm -hmm. so that's that's amazing yeah Mm. so end of Jan for the next size range from Nina Lee then yeah, she said mid to end of Jan because of the tier thing, it's kind of put everything up in the air and slowed mm-hmm. it down a little bit. Mm. Oh, exciting. Do you know what fabric you're going to use then? I imagine you've got this planned in your head already. <laughs> I already have two ready to go. I have that cotton, oh, what's it called? Cotton paper. Oh, it's completely Poplin? No, it's the company of Real. Cotton oh. Real Studio? No? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. I've forgotten as well. <laughs> no. What are they called? Ruby Star. Oh, right. Oh, Rifle Paper Company. Thank there you. we go. It, yeah. <laughs> one of my favourites. all too. drew a blank there. I've got some of that fabric, actually. I've got one of those similar rayons, actually. That's a really nice one. So I've got one of those aside, and then I asked for some Liberty fabric specifically for Christmas with the Bakerloo in mind. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. they're going to be gorgeous. Oh, okay. So should we have a little chat about our sponsor for this episode? It's Cash Moret, who, well, their tagline is Sewing for Curves, which 
obviously very relevant for this episode. Yeah. Have you two had a look at their site and everything? What do you think? Oh, I love their collection of their designs of sewing patterns. They've got a very good range of patterns, even like down to swimsuits. They've got trousers. It's just so many sewing patterns they've got available. And that I love the fact that they're great for, um, you know, full, like full busted women. And mm. uh, well, you know, curvy women, but like the full busted one really grabbed my attention because they've got that bust. Is it a bust calculator? If I'm right. Yeah, they've got a size calculator on their website, which is really, really useful if you're in their size ranges because it will grade your size for you. So if you, it'll tell you exactly what you need to do to adjust your pattern if needed. And they've also got some really good pictures for you to actually work out how to do your measurements. If you're a beginner and you're not exactly sure what they yeah. mean by a high bust, you know, mm. or where on your hips you should be measuring. Yeah. So that's definitely a really useful resource that they have. And they have lots of other tips as well about fitting. So mm. if you're a plus size therapist and you're struggling to work out how to, you know, make adjustments to your patterns, it's a great place to start. Mm. A, a pattern that caught my eye is the Lennox shirt dress. Um, shirt dresses can be quite tricky for women, full busted women, especially with the buttons down the center front and Having a sewing pattern that's been designed for people with full busts is just mm. ideal. It's just great. Yeah, so, yeah you can cool. really tell it was, it was founded by a plus size seamstress. So she's, yes. that just runs through every design. It's all tailored for plus mind. size women. Yeah. Yeah. But still really cool, lovely designs. Yeah. So, but they've got, to, there's, there's just a wide range of patterns. And they, they also come in paper patterns actually printed patterns in addition to the pdfs so for those who do not want to print they're available for you to <laughs> to purchase yeah. and they do sizes 12 to 28 some go up to a 32 and their bust sizes are c to h which i'm sure would be music to a lot of seamstresses ears yes <laughs> so you can find them online at cashmeret.com and they are on social media at cashmeret as well yes yeah, you have a really distinctive style as well. I really like your fabric choices and, and patterns. Is there anything that you look for particularly or is there anything that you kind of do in terms of your personal style that you look out for? Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I've always been really into like vintage styles, mostly like the 60s. And then I was really into the 70s as well. So the wilder gown and everything last summer was just amazing. And I, I just was really feeling the whole moment. Mm. And, but since I've cut my hair, I've got back into more 60s styles. And I just love everything on like TV and film and designer outfits that obviously are so far out of price range and the size range. And I can look at it that and go, oh, that could be the bodice of this. And then I can see <laughs> the puff sleeve. And it's just, it's amazing, isn't it? You can it's literally so good. decide what you want to do and recreate it. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, since you started, you know, creating your own clothes, apart from the grading of you know your patterns to fit your body type and your body size what other things have you not challenges but what other struggles have you had with learning how to sew oh good question because like when you start luckily now we have youtube videos that show you step by step of how to create uh, almost all the sewing patterns and you know you can just like watch videos step by step pause rewind and all of that but yeah i, I thought i'd just ask because lots of people who learn how to sew always have just that one thing that kind of stops them from you know from moving forward and yeah i'll ask that 
when I first got it, I didn't even know how to like put my bobbin in properly and then connect the top thread with the bob- bobbin. That took me about a week to do. And I was yeah. on the phone with my grandma like, it's not working. It's not working. <laughs> Literally crying, not even dramatic, yeah. I know. But I was so frustrated. So yeah. it took me a while. And it was actually a Gertie video that she went really back to basics and explained yeah. it all. Yeah. So it was that. And then my buttonholes, that's the thing that's really getting me at the moment. And I feel like it, a good artist doesn't blame their tools, but I'm blaming it on my machine. It does not want to do buttonholes at all. I think in terms of other stuff, it's more like the, the little fiddly things that I feel. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm not a good enough sewer because I don't understand it and I should have been more professionally taught. It's, I, was, I was catching up with your podcast last night about the imposter syndrome. And I so get that. Mm constantly and I just feel like I'm not worthy to share what I'm doing or mm-hmm. even post this and oh ugh. no you are you really are I love I love your feed yeah I'm seeing the yeah, the, <laughs> yeah everything's very stylish as well it just looks really like all your photos have that nice kind of like fashion blogger feel mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean have you have you considered do you blog about the things that you create have you thought about well I did make a blog and then ugh, it just uh, just doesn't happen. No. <laughs> yeah, it takes time, isn't it? I got too yeah. busy with it coming up to Christmas and work. I've just been absolutely had no time on myself. So it's something I want to get back into. It was a bit mad because I po- I ended up making a blog and then Minerva got in contact with me mm. and asked me to be on their makers. So I have a blog with them okay. that um, I do mm. about once a month, mm. which even that still like blows my mind that they wanted to work with me being such a mm. beginner and mm. not knowing what I'm doing. And definitely I'm just completely winging it all the way through. <laughs> we all are really. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but that is good to have, I think the beginner ex- story as well. And from, so say if you are trying a totally new technique or, or overcoming the buttonhole thing, you know, just people need to read that side of it as well as yeah. seeing people who just everything seemingly comes together perfectly is yeah. we learn from mistakes and from other people's journeys and that honesty yeah yeah absolutely, absolutely. oh so oh, we were chatting about decluttering last episode <laughs> and i know you're still new well you're not new anymore because i mean you've spent a whole year and last year felt like three years anyway <laughs> so have you got clutter are you going to be doing any decluttering because we're doing a chat well not a challenge but we're doing a a big declutter so are you gonna do any decluttering this year then or this month my decluttering happened before christmas and was in the form of me putting things that i didn't have ideas what to do with just into a big plastic box and it's now hidden in the bedroom rather than (laughs) in my sewing room so i don't have to look at it but i've got so much and i could do with having a good sort out Mm. so i definitely should get involved with that yeah Yay. Yeah, and your hand embroidery bits as well. Do you collect? Are you known for collecting? <laughs> well, I keep all my bobbins like in boxes, and I, it's overrun with bags. But because it's work, that's an excuse for me that I need everything on hand. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that just gets shoved in a cupboard and ignored until I need it again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can you let our listeners know where they can find you, both your account but also for your professional account? Of course. So my personal account is Corey Corey. So that's K-O-R-R-I-E. And then it again. And then my business account is Needle and Wick. And I make candles as well. I forgot to say that. So I do candles and embroidery um, and other little bits and pieces. Over Christmas, I was making baubles. So 
I got a commission from a beauty brand to make their custom baubles because I'm a couple of years ago I did glossier ones. Wow. Yeah, I need, I need to come up with a good summary of what I actually do because I was kind of oh, creative. Yeah, <laughs> artist, I guess, creative, I'm not sure. But I always like have a panic and I'm like, I, I make this and this and this. Have any of you heard of Emma Gannon? Yeah, the multi-hyphenated yeah. career Multi-hyphen method. I actually would plan to read that. It's yeah. such a good yeah. book, but Corey, you should read it because it's, it's about basically how there isn't just one set career path anymore mm. that people can create, the, well, a multi-hyphenate thing. So you can be on this and this and this. Yeah. Because it might be that you're a receptionist for two days a week. One day a week you make candles and one day a week you're making baby leggings that you sell on Etsy <laughs> and it's and that's good and you make that's how you make a full income and yeah I'm sure there was a bit in that I read it a couple of years ago that's about how you then create this one name that you package yeah. it in and kind of having an elevator pitch for it because it can be really hard to explain what you do yeah, yeah it's a very good book <laughs> needs to check out your candles <laughs> thanks oh no thank you so much for joining us Ladies, do you have anything else you'd like to say or ask? Well, what I want to say is that I'm pleased to hear that the Bakerloo <laughs> that we are really obsessed with at the moment is mm. going to have an extended size. And we do hope to have more indie pattern companies. Well, we do hope to have more indie pattern companies that focus on plus size sewing patterns because that would include people a bit more. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, well, thank you everyone for joining us again. You can find us on Instagram at uncutpodcast underscore and online at uncutpod.wordpress.com. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.